0: And it's not too late for Steven Gostowski to miss another field goal. Welcome to an overreaction edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host, Eagles fan Daniel Hartigan. How's this for an overreaction? Fire everybody. Let's not field a team for the rest of the year. It's done. Uh, with, With us, as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, do you want to just sim to the playoffs? Are you bored kicking teams' asses every week? What's the deal?
1: You'll never be bored watching something that you love and i just i do remember the the fire everybody days and it's just so beautiful on the other end you you obviously just had that fluke one so it's going to be a while until you get your other one but you'll you'll get there now i can say that to people i'm so shitty about it
0: <laughs> it still hurts all right also uh, as always washington football team fan jamel johnson congrats jamel you really did it
2: yes i did I did it myself and no one else. I love football and I love teams. I'm not I'm not referring to Microsoft Teams, but I do have it on my computer.
0: And uh joining us today, I believe another football team fan and DC legend, we got Reese Waters in the house. How you doing, Reese?
3: I love how we are our PC run amok. Another football <laughs> team fan, another what man who sport. Like uh, uh Reese Waters in here. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i am i am a fan of
0: sport that is true did you watch the the week one football team game and what's the vibe in D.C. right now uh kind of the mood surrounding the team is there excitement or is there still kind of we hate these, this team until dan snyder's gone it's a lot it's a it's conflict it's conflict conflict see you got me
3: now you got me speaking <laughs> you all, you know, right now indubitably. Um, So there's a lot of conflict because everybody hates Dan Snyder. They want him to sell the team. And the only way that happens is if they bought him out, right? Them winning and and actually turning things around isn't actually good. At the same token, people like the the actual players. People love Chase Young. Uh, They love Ryan Kerrigan. So it's it's good to see them actually win and play well. But then nobody actually believes they're actually good. Uh, We feel like Carson Wentz (laughs) might have had uh, the money line. Uh, you know, we want to check Carson Wentz <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get the Alpha One Arena and throwing wagers on out on on Saturday night. So, so there's I'm a lot of deep back
0: with and forth. that. Oh man! All right. Well, let's let's start the show. Um, each week we begin by talking about what we hated about watching the previous week of football. Danny, why don't you kick us off?
1: Thank you. And uh, I, I really feel like we're cheating a little bit here because this is the first time that my what I hated this week was given to me by you guys. But it is absolutely true that what I hated about this week are Chiefs fans. Uh, Not me, of course. I'm great. And I live in California, so it's all good. But I'm talking specifically about the economically anxious ones who booed during the show of Unity. Who would have thought the type of person who would go to a football game right now would be so unreasonable. I mean, everybody in the nation knew what they were really booing at. It's not the anthem because that already happened. This was after the anthem. And by the way, the anthem stuff was a grab bag anyway. Like some people knelt, some people stayed in the locker room, some did the the fist, the Black Power fist, some held hands with their coach. Everyone's going to do their own their own thing all season we can just stop making an issue now and focus on the actual problem. Half the country wants to be racist, and the other half is like, can you please not? So the only reason football is political to these guys is because the players on the field are mostly black, and they're better than you. That's what it is. They're more talented, they're richer, and now it's clear that they're better people. So instead of doing the hard work that you have to do to improve your life, you boo. But These guys are so morally and intellectually weak that they're cheering the same dudes 10 minutes later when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire breaks off a sweet 30-yard TD run. And I'm just glad that the only real punishment that they're going to get, at least they get this, is just having to be dick-slapped all year long by anti-racist messaging so that they can't fully enjoy the one good thing in their pathetic life. Wow.
0: Damn. <laughs> Coming out strong, Danny. S- scathing. Had yeah, I thought there, were, there was 19,000 Danny Solomons at Arrowhead Stadium. Don't you – you don't feel any kinship <laughs> to these people? You grew up there. I was one of three Jews
1: that I ever met in Kansas. And I think Kansas City is actually – it's more diverse than it gives – than we give it credit for. But I don't think that enough – It's enough to pack a football stadium, especially under these conditions. The smart people are at home, and the worst of Kansas City is at the game, and that's what you got. It definitely wouldn't be me, and it wouldn't be my brothers at Kaliath Israel Synagogue. Those guys were cool as hell. But you had to drive like 30 minutes to get there. I'm just wondering how did – how
2: do you not vet – like? If you can only have a third of the capacity in the stadium, oh, just make sure they're not dickheads. Just do like a dickhead screening, like a temp check. They do yeah, the temp check. They do temp checks. Yeah, check an Instagram profile. See if they're on that fucking. They're talking about their cutie shit too much or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Check on these fools.
3: See, I actually, I actually like the booing of unity because you can't hide behind <laughs> anything else, right? You can't hide behind oh I'm getting force fed that this is a Marxist organization or you can't hide behind oh I'm getting force fed that these protests are violent they literally just said unity and you're like boo <laughs> like there's no, <laughs> there's no there's no shield for that you booed unity you can there's no there's no red herring you booed unity you're on record as booing unity we know exactly who you are. It's like we were having like a climate change thing. are like, oh, well, I believe in climate change. I don't believe in climate change. Well, that could go either way depending on the facts. Hey, the earth is important. Boo! Not important. It's literally not important at all. That's what just happened.
1: We're getting close to that in Kansas City, I think. We're getting close to booing just basic things.
3: Yeah,
2: it's Kids. crazy.
1: It's like, it's
2: nuts how much data we have on who sucks now. They're just giving it yeah. to us
3: for free, and I'm just thinking like if you're a player, right? I just gotta think about that. Like if you're if you're a Chiefs player, you just won that team their first Super Bowl since like bell bottom since the Hank Schramm video where he has the the freaking Lego Man hair. Okay,
1: sixty two toss power trap.
3: <laughs> um where they have where, where like they literally just got color tv and all the colors like in high contrast you're like oh it's no way that red was that bright i'm just sorry did you you guys <laughs> need to, to work all that out um you just won them their first super bowl since then and you come out with just unity like like the most milk toast thing you can do and you get booed i'm like i would be furious if i was the chiefs if i was a player if i was a chiefs player i'd be furious
1: it's too bad they just can't stop themselves from being so damn good on the field that right. they're just completely unaffected by anything. They're they're that talented, but it is it's a terrible shame. And we, I mean, they were suggesting maybe just banning those fans from all games forever. But I feel like that's uh, that would create an even worse issue.
3: Well, what has been what has been the reaction to that amongst like Chiefs fandom?
1: Well, the one thing that I've been at least heartened by, and it, it's not the kind of people who are going to these games mostly, but all of my Chiefs beat writers are surprisingly liberal. And for Kansas City, I mean, it's, a, it, you know, it's not quite the, you know, total socialist uh, California type of liberalism. It's the, there's, they're finally getting around to recognizing that people are going to be trans sometimes. So it's just like, they're, they have a baseline level of humanity, they don't like what's going on, and they're totally shitting on the fans who did that, which I do like. And they've been, they've been surprisingly retweeting shitty uh, Trump memes, like people making fun of Trump. So
0: maybe we're gonna go blue. To jump on kind of Danny, you hating the people attend, who attended that game. What I hated this week, um, it was a little thing, and it was something I noticed of some of the people who attended that game where um, it's people who wear jerseys to the stadium of a team who's not on the field. I saw a dude in a Carson Wentz jersey at that Kansas City Thursday night game. I saw a guy in a Vikings jersey. Gave you PTSD? No, no. We hadn't even lost yet. I was just upset (laughs) that – are they there as an ambassador for football? Do they just generally like the sport? I'm trying to get inside the mind of somebody who's going to wear, you know, an Eli Manning jersey to a Cardinals 49ers game. I like
2: to wear a completely different sport. I won't wear a team that's not competing if it's the sport, but I will go to a football game in like uh, a fucking
3: hockey, you know, hockey pads, no shirt. (laughs) I don't. I feel like I don't see enough homemade jerseys these days. Why is everybody just going and spending the hundred plus dollars? Like nobody thought to take a sharpie to a t-shirt. Like we're we're too good for that now. Yeah. Nobody knows where our art supplies are. They got
2: rid of all the MJ designs.
0: <laughs> uh, Jamel, what did you hate about watching football this week?
2: Uh, here's what I hated about football this week. Uh, it's all connected. These shows naturally have themes. What I hated was that the league found out black people have money. Like, a lot of money. I can't believe they just found out. It's very frustrating to see them find this out in real time and still try to, like, not lose any fans at all. It looks fucking insane. Like, oh, yeah, hey! (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're ending racism tonight. Yeah, uh, in the end of the end zone. Every time a kick goes out of the back of the end zone racism ends so seven times a game we end racism folks it's like dude we've been getting money since the 80s for real what the fuck are you guys on oh yeah yeah Yeah, dude they they put kaepernick in madden is the most frustrating (laughs) what are they doing oh yeah you can play with the black panther in this year's John Madden football, CGI.
0: Like, dude, y'all are bugging. Uh, are you suggesting that the NFL is being disingenuous in its attempt to raise social awareness? Danny, I think so. I think I Yeah,
2: I think I, I'm, I'm still, yet. the jury's still out, but I think so, Dan. And it is so gross.
0: It's not great, Bob.
2: But I did, see, that's why I don't, I'm not buying my jerseys from no official website. I got my Corey Davis jersey off of eBay. That's right. I'm going, I'm giving my money to the people. Wait, what jersey do you have? Well, this is a Clinton Portis, but i I got a brand new uh Corey Davis Tennessee Titans. It's kind of like like you before we turn the uh podcast machines on, we were talking about having side pieces. The Titans are my new side piece.
3: Oh, okay. I was going to say Corey Davis with the, with Washington. Is that like, they got practice squad jerseys now?
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted one for a long time. Ever since the team started like moving training camp to Richmond, I was like, yo, I got a fucking, come on, man. I know a couple dirtbags dirt bags down there. Steal me some jerseys.
0: <laughs> Reese, what did you hate about watching football this week?
3: Uh. Well, the first thing I hated about it is that the dang Clippers game came on during the 1 o'clock games, and I can't resist Clippers slander. Like, you give me an opportunity to make fun of the Clippers, (laughs) I'm going to take it. So, like, I was somehow distracted. The second Pandemic P was trending, it was a wrap. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't sit here and just watch – a Washington Eagles game with pandemic P tweeting and him hitting the side of the backboard. Like that's not going to happen. So first of all, the timing of it was all messed up. Second of all, I didn't realize how hard this whole move towards um, scrubbing the franchise of the race's name was going to be. First of all, I had no idea what the hashtag was I'm used to just <laughs> throwing out hashtag HTTR. I literally had to Google, other fans of the team to see what hashtags they're using. And I guess we settled on the hashtag Washington football, which is atrocious. Then <laughs> while I'm watching the game, I'm like, okay, they, they they come out to a nice little 17-0 deficit. Good. I can move on with my day. No, Carson Wentz ropes me back in. Now I got to watch another two and a half hours of this game. Okay, fine. They actually scored a couple touchdowns. What do I even yell? We don't have no fight song no more. We don't have none. Like, what do you? What do go go team? Like, I sound like I'm on a video game, like like an old video game from the mid '90s, right? Where they just yell "Go team" and just have the 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 generic shirts and the generic generic pennants. Like, I'm like, we don't have a song. We don't have a ass. Like, this is hard work right here, trying to be a better human being. I didn't know.
0: you know what I'm excited about? When you guys accidentally go on a little winning streak and get too good, and then get stuck as the Washington football team because people don't want to change it. They're like, "Well, we're you know we went nine and seven and got a wild card. I don't want to change our name. Nah, if we if we make the playoffs,
2: motherfuckers is gonna be like, change it back." <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you see the, 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 uh, the standings of the NFC East where it literally just says football team at the top at 1-0? Uh, I'm into it now. I've turned the corner.
2: We just needed to yeah. win one game, and I'm on board. We just got to like do a bunch of acid and get into it, man. Let's make it real strange. We are a Tecmo Bowl football team. We are not <laughs> even a real or nothing.
0: Uh. Yeah, Jamel, I haven't seen you wear any skins or team, uh, gear in a long time. So this is definitely a new look for you. Thank you. Um,
2: it feels good and it will all be ruined in about three weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Talk about what we learned uh, about while watching week one this season. Uh, just kind of a quick lesson, Danny, you were talking about it earlier. What, what, what is this game that you were describing? I
1: was just saying, what is a question that you had before the season started that you now have answered? For instance, I was wondering if the fake crowd noise would be weird and would it ruin my viewing experience? The answer is yes and no, because anyone who has ears can tell that it's a little strange when Tom Brady throws a pick six and 17 seconds later, the crowd mildly reacts. So that's weird. I mean, the crowd noise, for the most part, sounded like a computer conducting an orchestra of banished human souls. But the bigger point is, who needs crowd noise? I I just stopped really caring that it was even back there after a little bit. The product in the field is pretty much as good as ever. So obviously the players don't give a shit about the crowd noise. The broadcast looks the same, minus like a couple of slow-mo shots of like a painted up super fan or whatever, as we go to the commercial and those people are depressing anyway. So, you know, NFL, there's no need to recreate everything from the normal season. We get what's going on here. There's a pandemic. So what I saw on Sunday, like scratch 95% of my football itch. You don't have to get greedy about it. Just keep the stadium noise quiet. Let's hear some real shit. Let's hear them talking. Let's hear people get hit. The best part of the games this week was how much worse the clang of a bad kick sounded against the uprights. It was really, it made Gostowski look like a forever a bitch. It was really, really, every time you heard that sound. I I mean,
2: you're right, but you have to mask the hate speech.
1: There's just, you know, there's a little bit too
2: much foul language that we just need some sort of weird sounds. Play pet sounds. Play the beach voice.
1: Just bleep everything or you got the whole WAP video on on MTV. You can get you can do there's enough. On radio, <laughs> it's mostly bleeped, but you get what people are saying. It's fun.
0: I don't know. I feel like, you know, at our job, S P is getting worse than ever. So I, I can't tell where that line is. And I definitely think uh, an in game, in play football live audio is uh pushing some boundaries. It is funny that the the crowd noise just doesn't give a shit. It is unmoved. If you're down 31 points and your team scores a touchdown and you're the home team, they're going nuts. Yeah. They have not given up on this game yet.
3: I think what the crowd noise is missing is the one random person who yells, who's right next to the camera person, <laughs> who's way louder than they should be, who's who's always heard right before they mute it. It's like ah. Go Johnny. You know like that's what we need. Yes. Like the yes. guy who yells at the end. Like that's what we need. That would make it all complete.
2: That's right. They they, they just need like eight people in a crowd to spice things
3: up. One of them's Cat Williams. <laughs> Every game <laughs> we're flying them around. If you had eight people mic'd up and you just just randomly drop their audio over the generic crowd sound, that would go a long way. Yeah. Eight dicks. Matter of fact, have have the people that went to the first Chiefs game and sprinkle them out throughout all of the, the NFL stadiums and absolutely.
0: Um, I'm just gonna go through mine somewhat quickly because it's it's very sad, and it's a personal thing. You know, the question was that I've been holding on to, and I know it's 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 close to Clipper slander to be honest, but it's like in my mind. I had the question coming into this season of, could the Eagles potentially be a dynasty? Mm -hmm. And I learned a hard-ass fact of life this week, that we are not a dynasty. We're not special. There's no magic. We're just another team. We may as well be the Falcons. And it's a tough pill to swallow because it doesn't mean we can't be good. It doesn't mean we can't win the division. But it does mean that the dreams that I had after the Super Bowl victory are dead. It's been two years. Being an Eagles fan is still exhausting. Every game is a nail-biter, unless we're getting blown out or blown big leads. Most of those players from the Super Bowl team are gone, and so is the Magic. We're just another team. I'm going to watch them until I die, but I will die disappointed until Jalen Hurts becomes a superstar, and then I'll be happy again.
2: I had to light my weed on that. Come on, I man. know. I'm sorry. It's that just is, i got bummed out. I haven't gotten, gotten to get it. You saw. Act like you won one at all. At least you saw Yo. one in your adult life.
3: But, but, but they didn't even win last year. How you asking that question if you a dynasty and you ain't even defending champ right now? If y'all could ask that, then me and Jamel could ask that. Like We know it's 92, <laughs> but if you stress <laughs> the period past 2000.
0: I was holding on. Joe Gibbs really put on really proud it's because we haven't seen once play a playoff game yet. The guy gets hurt every time. And there was that glimmer like, Oh, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's a spark. And we just have kind of been cheated out of it every year. And we haven't, we just have not the shit's bad. We're just another team. And it's like, I said, it's hard, man. Like, and I know it's, uh, you know, it's crazy that I ever thought that in the first place, but um, it's real. It's sobering. And I'm sorry. And, I'm being very vulnerable right now. It hurt me. Well, right, you, saw it. you saw it. He's on real time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Welcome to the side of righteousness, Dan. Your team <laughs> is trash. Big deal. Yeah. We're trying right. to give voter rights, Dan. Yeah. Don't really care about your stupid ass football team, Dan. <laughs> uh okay, hold on. Let me <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you my question. What I wondered this year was, how much does preseason football matter? I've seen a lot of football team week one preseason games, and we look pretty fucking inept. So if week one of the preseason, we don't know how to run one play at all, what's going to happen if there's no preseason and we throw, throw these fucking idiots out there? And my my question was answered, uh, hell no, preseason football doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, it made us worse. <laughs> I think that the guy, the football team didn't need preseason ever, and it made us think too much about what was going wrong because we didn't know how to play yet. Just look like shit for 20 minutes, and then smack yourself out of it. That never Fuck
3: preseason. The football team. That never gets yeah. old. I don't know yeah. how to really say it. <laughs> the football team.
2: With, like, pace. Anyway. Yeah. Preseason football is dumb. Uh, And also, everyone in the league looked great, except for the refs. But the refs is going to be trash anyway. But just generally, play looked good. Gronk, sir. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) come on, man. Gronk was on Gronk Beach the day before.
3: I know. Gronk's just stealing money. That's all that is. (laughs) Gronk was like, after I smashed Steve Harvey's little porcelain thing on New Year's, Uh, I need other revenue streams because Steve Harvey owns television. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, speaking of Brock, that was my question was um, was actually on the Patriots. It was how much I would enjoy rooting against the Patriots now that they have Cam Newton as their quarterback. And the question is not at all. Uh, I I actually am actively rooting for the Patriots because I want those fans to have to deal with with having a successful black quarterback. I feel like it creates more difficulty for them in their brains trying to navigate that if they have a successful year. So I'm rooting for the, the Cam Newton-led Patriots in spite of their fans because I know how much it hurts them to see Cam Newton dancing in the end zone wearing their colors.
2: Especially when he comes to the stadium dressed like Dick Tracy. It's yes. Like, yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Cam Newton, Cam Newton, act like he coordinated his outfit with Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight on the verses that they did. <laughs> like,
2: not he he only to, he only talked to Dion Warwick. He didn't even talk. He only talked to. <laughs>
3: yeah, go I wish right, I had another.
2: <laughs> I wish I had another suit joke, but I feel like between today and yesterday, all the suit jokes are gone. Someone on ESPN said he said he looked like a, a professional banana, and I was like, "All right, I'm not going to be professional banana."
3: That's funny, yeah. But you know what? I you know what? I give him credit for keeping it going, for keeping it going. They were like, "Oh, the Patriots' way, Bill Belichick's way." No, he can still dress like a professional banana after the game, like that. You can do that in the Patriots' way. <laughs> The page, even the
2: Patriots want, are understanding things
0: I want it to go the other way where the, the fans take to him more than we think that they will and they start wearing the little grandma scarf on their head and Bill Belichick is getting kind of creative in the post game and they all start to kind of open up and express themselves in new ways that they didn't know that they could yeah well, uh,
2: six dudes named Sal wearing silk scarves <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure uh Reese, thank you so much for jumping on this, man. Uh, it was yeah, fun.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot, man. On du the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, Yo. and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sport
1: book experts.
0: Did you guys bet on
1: anything week one? Yo, no. Now I think we, we placed a bet for Joe Biden to win.
0: we did yeah that's in there I did a a Seahawks Patriots Rams three-way that hit pretty excited about that one betting against the Cowboys that almost salvaged the day it really did a Cowboys loss is just as good as an Eagles win they're they're good for different reasons
2: it is true a Cowboys loss is my little brother put up a post because I had a perfect weekend I went 158.3 for the weekend and uh, so did my little brother. And his Instagram post was: Cowboys L plus Mystics win plus Redskins win equals happy face. Started with a Cowboys loss.
0: Jamel, I wanted to cover your your perfect weekend very quickly. You had a Titans victory. You had a football team victory. You had a Mystics play in playoff game victory. You had a fantasy football victory. And I think you wanted the Nuggets to win, too, which is a weird I deal.
2: I didn't want the Nuggets to win. I would say me getting two Sausage McMuffins for four fifty was bigger than the Nuggets winning to me.
0: Okay. Well, congrats on your uh, fucking per- total eclipse of the weekend. It's never happening again. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. Uh, let's get into week two. These Thursday games start so quick. Remember they used to wait around until week four week five until they started the Thursday games to give teams a breather? Now without preseason, it's so crazy that the Bengals and Browns have to play like four days after they just played. Uh, But yeah, this is the Battle of Ohio. Ohio. Bengals at Browns. This could have been a one-sentence game if if Joe Burrow wasn't so goddamn fun.
1: I mean, this is already... Off to a bad start these Thursdays. I don't know what kind of backdoor deals they're making. Everybody had to know that this Bengals-Browns game was going to be rough. You're only going to get the Ohio market. But I actually think that watching Joe Burrow, because I had to, I was I had Austin Eckler in fantasy, I was watching out of the corner of my eye the Chargers-Bengals game, which was a disaster. Uh, yeah. But it did produce a couple of hey Joe Burrow could be interesting kind of moments. And at this point, I'm I'm actually gonna say Joe Burrow looked like garbage, and I'm still more excited about him than Baker Mayfield.
2: Thank you for saying he looked like garbage, okay?
1: The jury is out though on Baker Mayfield. Joe Burrow, it's one game. He tried his best. He almost they almost tied it up. It was really his kicker's fault at the end. He almost orchestrated a nice little 2 minute drive there to tie the game up. And he threw a decent touchdown pass to AJ Green in the end zone that got called back on an offensive right. pass interference penalty. Low key the gears section of the weekend superstar offensive pass interference which caused yeah, our thing. Cowboys a game as well.
0: But it cost yeah, the Cowboys I mean, an opportunity. The Bengals were in the end zone on theirs. That actually cost them the game. Yeah, I mean, look.
1: Point being, point, point being that Joe Burrow, interesting. We don't know what's going on with him. Baker Mayfield it's decided he's bad.
2: It's true. And I want to just say, I never before have two quarterbacks looked like the they're from the city they represent more. Joe Burrow looks exactly like a dude from Cincinnati in my mind. And Baker Mayfield is definitely from Cleveland. I don't care where he's really from. He's from fucking
0: Shaker Heights. Baker Mayfield has this awesome ability to have already thrown an interception before you sit down and drink your first sip of coffee. It's like 10.05 a.m. And you're like, whoa, Baker already has a pick? Like, what the hell is going on in this game? Um, Who do you guys like in this one? I'm going... The Browns have more... At stake here, because the Bengals, nobody expects anything from them. And if the Browns go 0-2, it's time to trade OBJ and just, like, blow this shit up. Um, But I kind of like the Bengals here. I kind of like the Bengals.
2: How do you pick two teams that suck dick? This game is impossible to choose.
0: (laughs) All right, Sunday, 10 a.m. games. Uh, First up, we got Jags at Titans. Minshew Mania. Never ended, guys. It never stopped. You just forgot about it. He went 19 for 20, played with confidence, three touchdowns. He said after the game, I thought it was really funny, that there was a group group end zone celebration that the receivers all did, and he didn't know that they were going to do that. They just didn't tell him about it. And he just stood there wishing he could be a part of it. And he said he didn't know what to do. And he said maybe they'll include him next time. (laughs) That's good. Everyone- those are those
1: things like over the course of a bad season, where you remember that thing when your team is four and twelve, and you're like, "Oh right, that was that moment." Like, like in that movie Draft Day, where they made a big fuss about how nobody went to the quarterback's birthday party. It's like, yeah, man, you know, you got to be friends with your quarterback. Your quarterback's got to be the cool senior. He can't just he can't come in and be like the awkward freshman in the movie you know you can't not want to hang out with them
0: yeah but you know when your quarterback is just old row you know florida and embodied in one man maybe you don't want to hang out with them
2: no i think i think venture is the perfect kind of white guy to hang out with some wide receivers like when you're when you're black in your mind every white guy
0: is a barstool guy so he's perfect Okay, on the other side of this thing, Jamal's Team Titans, just a hilarious victory on Monday night. Uh, You know, you have the kicker night from hell where it's one of those hilarious phenomenons where on Twitter when it's the only game, just everyone can feel like, oh, my God, he's going to miss again, right? And then by the time you miss the fourth straight kick, everyone's just piling on. It's a huge joke. And then you kind of felt like the game was going to come down to him, too. And just what an awesome storyline. for Like, kind of a stinker of a game, but we got this kicker side story that made it worth it. I mean, Coach Vrabel was literally
2: sounding like the podcast Coach Vrabel in the post game. He for sure almost had a heart attack. And he was like, uh, they asked him, like, hey, were you confident? He's like, fuck no, I wasn't confident. Are you kidding?
1: No. I thought we were about to fucking lose. You pulled out the win, though. That's what's important. You know, the guy did it when it mattered most, and now he's going to get fired. So it's it's a lot like, you know, you got, you, you got like a fantasy team that maybe scores 99 points, and you know you had a shitty week, but if the other team scored 98 points, who gives a shit? You won. And you can move on, change the lineup, do what you got to do, just press on with that dub in your column that's that's what matters and Gostowski got that last kick right before the very public and very hilarious firing that he's going to get any moment now my god i mean and
2: the sickest part is that one kick is still worth 2.5 million dollars <laughs> great
0: stat that's crazy any any owner any coach would pay 2 million dollars for a victory they always would you would always take that trade off so in this case We have a literal version of it. It's really one of the only sports. I think there's maybe like when a starting pitcher gets rocked, but when the entire team just avoids that one person, he's just on the bench completely by himself. Nobody wants to go near him. Nobody wants to comfort him.
1: Well, Jamel, Jamel and I have both done stand-up, and you know the feeling when everyone on the show is killing, and then you go up there, you bomb uh, your dick up and you have to sit in that green room.
2: I just run out. I just don't even I just leave right away. I don't stay. I if I left my wallet, hey, mail it back to me, dog. Steal my ID, dude. I'm not looking at anyone. And then when I'm walking out, I tell all of the people that I bombed I'm like, hey guys, you just missed it. I just
1: Which is usually it's counterintuitive. Nobody really cares whether you bombed or not, but and everybody always is, gives you the benefit of the doubt. You know, they're always like, oh, it was fine. It wasn't that bad. Or the audience members will come out and said, I liked you. you need
2: to
0: like, shut just, up. Yeah, then you, you just punch him.
1: You can't take it.
0: Both these teams are 1-0 in the AFC South. Uh, I like the Titans to kind of put together a little bit more offense than they could muster in this first game. Uh, I don't know what to expect from the Jags. I had them in my bottom 3. They still might wind up there, but they're one they really and pulled all. the game out of their ass. Yeah, that's, they are one and all. How can you
2: be one and no and you're not in the bottom 3? How were the Jags worse than the Browns, Dan? I don't have we don't have time for you to even explain that to me.
0: Hey, week 1 is a classic overreaction week. We'll see if the course corrects itself. I think we all like the Titans in this game, correct? Yeah, correct. yeah,
2: yeah, Titans.
0: Hittens, it is. Okay, next up, we got Panthers at Bucks. uh, Two 0-1 AFC South teams. Uh, No, actually, there's NFC South teams. Sorry. Um, I think the Panthers are going to be fun bad where they're just competitive and kind of a team you kind of want to watch and you like having on their screens, but they're going to just find a way to lose every game.
1: Getting lit up by Derek Carr.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, I when I picked the Panthers, I forgot they had to play defense. All right, Bridgewater looked fine,
1: borderline good. Yeah, and McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, I played him. Uh, I played against him in fantasy. He's just you know, trump card, and everybody gets fucked uh, if if you if you are playing against McCaffrey you got to sign off on at least 20 to 35 points against you. He's going to score two touchdowns. He's going to catch about 10 to 15 balls and he's going to, they're going to just somehow let him run. I don't know what it is that makes him so good at running in between the tackles. It looks like they got him in that scrum and then he's just through. Maybe it's because he's tiny. Is he just tiny? Is he like ant man? Yeah. He's just too slippery.
2: He's actually got
1: a, He's got a, sal-
2: a salve on his jersey. He's rubbing balms on the side of his jersey.
1: Is that legal to cover yourself in in goo? I mean, maybe cuz they let you wear the tacky gloves. That's true. You know, during COVID season you can just say, "Look, I'm pouring hand sanitizer all over myself."
0: <laughs> as a precaution. Um, okay. And on the other side of this, the Bucks. Uh Is it possible that they might just be bad, bad, and not fun, bad? I mean, they come out, the first drive looks like, oh my God, is this team going to be good? They just go right down the field, Brady sneak for a touchdown, emphatic spike, like he's been waiting all summer to do, and it just feels like, shit, this might work. And then just a giant pile of turd the rest of the way. I know the Saints D is good. Danny drafted them. You've been all over them kind of in our lead up to the season. Uh, do you chalk that up more to the Saints defense being legit or the Bucks might be in trouble with a grandpa at quarterback?
1: Well, I mean, I think you can take a little from column A and a little from column B. But I do have to push back on your, your actual question there about whether or not they're going to be bad, bad, or fun, bad. Because Tom Brady... Being bad bad is fun bad. That's true. It's enjoyable to watch him suffer. And one of the best things the Saints did at the Superdome, because they didn't have any fans, they had to compensate, they played only the Patriots win highlights on the Jumbotron for Tom Brady to get in his fucking head.
2: That's very smart.
1: It's great. And it worked perfectly because you're right, he fell apart. And went back to his kind of end of the season. I, I don't think Brady is going to elevate all of the elements of the of the Bucks offense, which are good, but I don't think he's going to do a lot to like they basically just grafted the Patriots from 2009 onto the Bucks and tried to make that sort of skin graft work, but like with any bad transplant it can go wrong and get all gangrenous and infected, and that's what happened in this game.
2: That's the nastiest analogy you could have chosen, man. A bad skin...
1: I'm gro- gotta, gotta think of every analogy. Once Dan mails me which games I'm responsible for covering, I got an analogy ready for
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Go straight to skin diseases. Gronk, kind of a no-show, non-factor. Was there... You think all weekend, or maybe in four years, a more collective feeling of a united country than when Tom Brady threw that pick six, and everyone in the country cheered and was happy. I mean, what a great thing to happen this weekend. We get a Tom Brady pick six, and as a nation, we all felt joy. I will that's say. The, yeah. the closest I've felt to people in Louisiana in a long time. Yeah, I, um as
2: soon as he threw it, I started looking up Brady Bucks jerseys. Like I'm getting me one of them.
0: Uh, you guys all, you guys think the Bucks win this game? I th- I'm, I think at home they'll write this. Their defense didn't necessarily play terribly, but uh, I think they'll beat the Panthers. I, I do believe
1: that their their defense played a little better than I thought they would, but it's also because we're, we want to talk about old guys, and we'll probably get to them later. But Drew Brees is literally handing the ball to Taysom Hill to throw the ball for him. He gave he did the double pass because they know he can't get it downfield. So there was a little bit of, you know, Saints offensive deflation going on there that made the Bucks look better than they are. I am picking the Bucks but don't be surprised if McCaffrey cuts them up next week.
2: They just gotta run the ball a thousand times. Fuck this. I don't care if you're down fourteen. Who gives a shit? Hand it off again. And if they do so,
0: all right. We got Broncos at Steelers next game. Um, both these teams played on Monday night. Steelers got the win. Broncos had the heartbreaking loss with Vic Fangio hilariously mismanaging the clock at the end. He got to take two timeouts home with him. Almost took all three. He really just let that thing wind down. Uh, I didn't understand what the logic there he was, was. Trying to
2: put Steelers on
0: Gostowski, man. I understand there was a reverse jinx maybe mindset going on there where if we put all the pressure on this one kick, he's already proven four times he'll fuck it up and then game over. But what's the downside of him missing with a minute and a half left? You still get the ball right back and you with the lead. And then what? You might have to punt it, you might have to run a few plays. I'd rather have that than no time whatsoever for this guy who we were just gonna count on him to miss a chip shot. Yeah I think he was trying he was trying to punk Rabel in the calling one. I think he was too, but only Belichick can get away with that kind of reverse jinx, Jedi mind trick shit. Um, I think the Steelers defense has the potential to be one of the best in the league. I know Danny Jones threw a couple touchdown passes, but they bottled up Saquon Barkley so well, there was nowhere to run. And that's their entire Giants offense. All they want to do is be able to run the ball and do play action. Um, and if the Steelers offense can figure it out, I mean, that might be a really good team.
1: I mean, you want to talk about teams that scared you for a quarter. The Broncos definitely did that. I was watching that game in the first quarter thinking, oh shit, if Drew Locke is good, we might only beat these guys by 15 points a game. (laughs) But thank God that the real Broncos offense showed up for the rest of the game let us know. We have nothing to worry about, even with Cortland Sutton. Uh, I do love Noah Fant, and even though I drafted Gronk and know that, that already know that that's not going to work out well, I still am going to start him over Fant this week based on the matchup. But Fant could be an every-week guy. If he gives me one more week of that kind of goodness – then I might seem even smarter than I did picking up the Saints defense because he was awesome. He caught a really, like, honestly, Mahomes-esque, like Mahomes-light CD uh, pass from Drew Locke throwing away, across his body, away from him, and uh, in the fans' hands in the backfield and I, or in the back of the end zone. I thought that was pretty sweet. And then, you know, of course, things fell apart because they suck. But that's, you know – they have the potential to be decent. It's just...
2: And Melvin Gordon. I think Philip Lindsay getting Gordon. hurt might be the best thing that
0: ever happened to the Broncos. He did fumble early in the game, which led directly to a Titans touchdown. Otherwise, he looked very good. Jerry Judy looked very good, too, other than two huge drops that might have actually won them the game. He had one that looked like he might have gone house. One of those quick slants. Yeah, yeah. Um... But, yeah, I'm, I, I see what you mean, Danny. The Broncos definitely have some interesting pieces, and I think Drew Locke could wind up being good. Cannot believe you compared him to Patrick Mahomes.
1: I didn't say that. Wow. And also, you used I did, his I, name. I, you
0: invoked was, Mahomes in the comparison you did. I didn't
1: even say that he would be good. I did not even – you did not hear me say Drew Locke is good. No. Nah, or that he well, would be good. Well, isolate that, said, Dan. Isolate that. He tricked us into thinking he might be good. On that one throw, which credit where credit is due, looked Mahomesian. in. <laughs> so, was, I mean, in the same way as like I could draw a bunch of I could draw a bunch of cubes and say it's kind of what Picasso was doing, but it's not. It's just an attempt. Just some to nice do looking
2: cubes. Just some good cubes.
1: Picasso-esque. My cubes are are light Picasso. No way, James near Connor. Cube that Patrick Mahomes can do. Uh,
0: James Connor. Might be a dandelion, as my sister calls guys who get hurt all the time. Uh, you know, I think he's a good player, but the guy is hurt all the time. And maybe Benny Snell looks better anyway. Did not he have game. cancer,
1: man? Give the dude a fucking break. Yeah, He has leukemia. On. Yeah. That'll, that really fucks with your yeah. bone health.
0: Maybe you shouldn't play running back with leukemia. Okay, well, don't blame me for his leukemia. He went out there and made me draft him. In the fourth. Look, I'm just saying the Hardigan family need to my... back
2: off. Y'all need to take it easy on the guy.
0: She never said that. I said that. My sister calls Went a dandelion. Speaking of, well, first, Broncos-Steelers. Uh, I, I like the Steelers in that game.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go
2: Broncos. Fuck it. Because I think that the Giants' offense is some butt-butt. And Broncos look a little better. Let's see what the fantastic Steelers' defense does with a slightly better offense.
1: Wow, even with Juju back.
2: He is back. Damn. He is back. Yeah. It's a how good Ben is looking. Ben looks fucking fine and I hate
0: it. He was terrible in the first quarter, but he 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 settled in nicely. He shook off the cobwebs. Look better than them other two old fucks. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um okay. Next up, Rams at Eagles. <clears throat> My greatest fears were were realized. I knew the matchup against the football team was terrible. I made the case for what would happen exactly as it happened. We gave up eight sacks. The D-line just ruined the game. Wentz was a turnover machine. I didn't see us blowing a 17-0 lead. I did say if we built that sort of lead, that was the road to victory. I thought if we fell behind early, that would wind up being our doom. It's mind-boggling, honestly. That, that, That game... The tail two halves. Man, you
2: guys' learn. offensive line is terrible. I know our I know our defensive line is good, but Jason Peters shouldn't be playing football. He
0: should be selling cars on ballers season five. He is 38 years old. He had retired this offseason. We lured him back to play guard. So he didn't have to move as much. And then our left tackle like tore his biceps before the season. We moved him back to left tackle. Just not supposed to be happening. Um, honestly, a lot of that game is on Carson Wentz and a lot of it is on Doug Peterson for not calling plays that, you know, there was no running game to speak of whatsoever. There's no threat. I know Miles Sanders didn't play. We had, we had some inexplicable fourth down attempts early in the game, like in weird positions on the field where if the offense is humming, you're kind of into it. If you look like shit, not sure why we're doing this. Um, all of that being said, we own the Sean McVay Rams. We were 2-0 against them. I was at one of those games. We've beat them in LA both times. Goff struggles against the Eagles. I like us to write the ship. The Eagles defense wasn't that bad. Went to put them in terrible positions time and time again. We didn't put give up any big plays. We just couldn't make any big stops. I like the Eagles in this game. Fuck the Rams and fuck have Sean McVay.
1: You, have you seen the clip? of Aaron Donald pushing one offensive lineman into two other offensive linemen, killing all three of them. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. That's, that's just a good time at the movies. And now he's going up against a sieve of an offensive line in Philly and a quarterback who can't stop breaking his body in front of America for his own sexual gratification. Of course. And it just seems like a tough matchup for you if you want to go offensive line versus defensive line, which is where the game is won and lost. Uh I think some things were proven in week one that might continue uh a downward trend line for the Eagles.
2: Doug Peterson does look like a guy who would forget to like
0: pick linemen. Is it do you guys is it possible do you guys see the Eagles can be like five and eleven this season? It's just a fucking nightmare. Yes.
1: Uh-huh. I actually, after that one game, it kind of makes sense to me from my eyeballs that the football team is, is going to be better on the final standings than the Eagles.
0: That's crazy. It's this is week one overreaction talk, people.
1: Great defense in Washington. I'm actually going to pick them up in my other league, get rid of Marlon Mack, and put in the Washington football team defense for the first time this decade. Which is
2: nuts, and you probably are going to regret that. I think we can still get beat through the air, but that's for another time. Point is give me the Rams. Give me the Rams in their best buy employee jerseys.
1: Give them to me. I hate to do it to you, Hardigan, but I do also believe the Rams will win. Their offense looked better. It just looked better. And if you're gonna if you're gonna have a dominating force of nature killing the offensive line of the other team, then if you can back it up with even a decent offense, you're going to win. And plus, Jalen Ramsey.
2: Ramsey are... oh, oh, wait, Jalen Ramsey learned how to flop as a DB. It's never been oh, yeah, done nope. before in football. We have flopping DBs now. It's it's a new world. You want to
1: talk about artists? That was just Picasso ass. He's like a Mr. Michael Gallup.
0: Michael Gallup was guilty. Of offensive pass interference. America saw it. I don't know what you guys are talking now about.
1: Now you're defending the Cowboys? Uh, oh my
0: God, you're mixed up.
2: Well, you know, it's I not. No, he's, he's, Michael
0: Gallup was guilty defending of defending the Rams.
1: It's even weird. He's defending he the Rams now, right. but that's still dumb. Right. There's no winning, especially <laughs> for the Eagles.
0: Luckily, the NFC East is trash and everybody's 0-1 except for the Washington football team. So honestly, we'll be, probably be okay if we start 0-2. I like the Eagles in this game. Moving on, 49ers at Jets. Jets are the worst team in the league. Uh, is there much more to be said about that? 49ers maybe most disappointing team in the league. Well, it's still too early
2: to say, but it was a little disappointing. Even though they looked fine. I mean, Kittle got hurt. Mustard was going nuts.
1: Love Mustard.
2: I don't know. I mean, thank God you're playing the Jets in week 2. They have the worst coach I've ever seen.
0: He's terrible.
1: This does have the makings of a nice get right blowout game for the Niners. And Jamel's right. They didn't play badly. I watched the entire game because I have Kyler Murray at quarterback. He just kind of did some shit out there, and D Hop did some shit that was really nice and almost got into the end zone on one that could have gotten me six points. And then I ended up losing that. Luckily, I got everything back in the end. I ended up squeaking out a two point victory in my other league. Congratulations. It's great. It feels good. I just want to say that I did. On this very podcast, giving our season prediction out and and tipping the cap to our good friend Andrew, who loves the Niners. I felt like they were due for a slump. It was very apparent against the Cardinals that that was a distinct possibility, and going up against Seattle twice, making my prediction look very strong right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is just what it happens. I mean, it's the Super Bowl hangover. You got that close to the edge of getting everything you wanted. And now you have to start back at square one, and then there's a hungrier team like the Cardinals who are on the up and up, and you kind of just get blindsided early in week one. And, you know, I think the 49ers will be okay. I I don't think they're going to reach anywhere near the heights they, they reached last season. It's, it's It's tough to do that. But, I mean, you're right what you said. The Jets, perfect get-right game this has got to be a Niners win and if not there's going to be fucking panic.
1: Oh, I mean if you, I mean, you lose, if you lose to the Jets like there should be just go outside and take a huge breath of that horrid air and kill yourself. Because you guys have no business playing in the NFL anymore if you're going to lose to the Jets. There I the Jets Bills was the only game all Sunday that I did not turn to one time on the on on Sunday ticket, I just didn't need to know what was going on in that
0: one at all. It's fair. Um, <clears throat> we all like the Niners there. All right, moving on. Bills at Dolphins. Speaking of the Bills, who you didn't watch one second of, uh, Josh Allen looked honestly. The Bills looked awesome. Ooh. They could have been up thirty in the first half. Solid. They didn't have a, a man baby. Josh Allen fumbling every other fucking play. Uh, if he if that guy ever stopped dropping the ball, they would be as good as you could possibly imagine. Um, did you know that Tony Romo is making more money this year than any single player on the Dolphins? <laughs> That's nuts.
1: You know, now's the time to save your money. You know, I'm, I'm I'm doing it. I'm trying to save every paycheck I get, put it away. I think the Dolphins are doing the same thing because they see a climate apocalypse coming and they just need a, a little money in the bank to uh you know go buy a house somewhere in Montana and retire.
2: Oh yeah. When they're when they're the Montana Dolphins. Oh yeah.
1: Hey when when Miami's underwater, you gotta go somewhere. Perfect. And that seems as good a good place as any.
0: Hey, Fitz Magic, there was not. I think Tua will be starting sooner than later. I don't know what they're waiting for. You you know, once you're losing games with Fitz, there's really no reason to have him in.
2: They were playing the mind freak, Bill
1: Belichick. Give him, give him one more week. Yeah, I actually, I, I give Fitz a little bit of credit, not for this game, but because he always stinks for the first couple of weeks because he needs to show you that he's not the future. And then, when your the quarterback you've invested your future in starts to suck even worse. You bring Fitz back, he wins a few games for you, and then everybody gets tricked into signing him again in the beginning of the year. It's sunrise, sunset, it's a circled yeah. life. He's
2: destined to be five and six as a starter every season for the rest of our lives.
1: Um, and he, he helps you in the playoff push. He's always there. It never gets you there, but he helps.
0: Hey, Fitzpatrick revenge game. His former team, one of his... 13 former teams. The Bills are coming to town. And Fitz, this is personal for Fitz.
2: Yo, well, let me just say on a side note Bills, Fitz Magic was the last time I was good at Madden. And I distinctly remember beating some people with the Bills like at their most mid, as their most mid grade they could be. And I just, like, when, like, like height of Cam's powers, I'm playing teams. Dudes are picking the Panthers, and they don't understand. I'm just dinking and dunking. Oh,
0: Fitzmagic. What a, what a guy. Love that, man. Uh, I like the Bills in that game.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to experience a bit of a Bills bubble to start this season. When they get the Jets, Dolphins back-to-back, there's going to start to be a lot more undeserved hype. Hey,
0: who, says there's, who says there's not a preseason anymore, right? The Bills get one. Like, All right. Uh, next up, we got Vikings at Colts. Uh, this is a one-sentence game, unless you guys want to push back on that. Uh, Do-do, do-do-do,
2: do-do-do, do-do-do, do-do-do. And Philip Rivers sucks dick, Dan. Full
0: sentence. Sure does. My one sentence, my one sentence is, Phil Rivers' MVP campaign starts now. I'm smoking weed. Let's go, f- baby. What the fuck are you talking about?
1: Phil and Kirk are racists, and that makes you bad at football.
0: End quote. All right, next game, the other NFC North clash, the Lions at Packers. Oh, Detroit. Just breaking your fans' hearts, just left and right. First, you blow a 17 point fourth quarter lead to Mitchell Trubisky. And then Stafford does what he always does he marches the team down the field. You have rookie DeAndre Swift wide open the end zone. The guy drops the ball, and maybe their season. I mean, can't, I don't know. It, it feels like there's no hope left on that team. Like to, that was such a gut punch loss. I don't know any Lions fans, but that would have sent me on a long walk for the rest of the day. The, the Eagles loss I was upset about, but it wasn't a gut punch. It was kind of a slow death. This thing kicked your ass if you're a Lions fan.
2: I mean, how can you still have anything left in the tank if you're a Lions fan? How can you wake up and believe you'd ever win a game at any point?
1: That's how I feel. You've gone through every rebuild. You've gone through every. You've you've drafted a great player. You've drafted a good quarterback, a really good quarterback. You've tried to fix the running game. You've tried to fix the offensive line. You've tried to fix the secondary. you tried to make it a defensive line team with Sue. Everything they've tried has gone wrong. It's just the building. It's the people. It's the energy. It's it's a curse. Even when you basically win this game, if you're any other team, DeAndre Swift catches that ball in the end zone and you win that game. Instead, you've got... Mitchell Trubisky hanging nuts on your face. Two bisques,
0: two bishkis right on you. Uh, and then uh, on the other end of this thing is Jamel's side piece. Aaron Rodgers is back. Uh, I did they draft? Did they draft Jordan Love just to piss this man off and set him off in this fucking fuck the world tour? They always try to to. Play with Rogers' emotions to kind of get the best out of him and it kind of is working. Yeah. They knew he was over football.
2: They could tell when he started coming to the building and just a wife beater and a scully on, like he's Joe Button. Okay. They knew they could see it last year that his feel he was starting to refract into his own asshole. And they knew exactly what to do. No, we're not drafting no damn receivers.
1: I, everything this offseason was tailor-made to piss Aaron Rodgers off. Not just not just the Jordan Love pick, but Patrick Mahomes sneaking into his state farm. Oh he's doing three State Farm ads. Come on. What are y'all? He's doing? alone, man. He's Mahomes is alone with Jake from State Farm in some of these ads. And you now, don't even have yeah. the, the Aaron Rodgers tag at the end of the bit. Oh my God. And now Jake from
2: State Farm is buff. It's like a whole different. They couldn't even let him hang out with hot Jake.
1: He had to hang out with dumpy, stupid Jake. I think next next move is just Packers ownership is just going to try to draft Jake from State Farm in the first round to play QB just to really get Aaron Rodgers going. They're going to hold a
2: mid-season draft.
1: <laughs> be like, yeah, we picked up Jake.
2: Dude, uh, this, is, this is Aaron Rodgers' Black album, guys. Listen to What More Can I Say by Jay-Z. Every time a Packers game starts, because he's about to hang 350 and three touchdowns on everyone. Everyone.
1: Yeah, I'll admit I'm starting Rodgers over uh, uh, Kyler Murray this week, even though Kyler's great, but I'm starting Rodgers over Murray because he's playing the Lions season opener at Lambeau. I mean, that is going to be painful. And they're going to have people. Is Wisconsin racist enough to have people. Hey, hey biden's plus 10 in wisconsin right now just checked the poll okay. he's plus 10 wisconsin's back on the good team where so, are so right? that's
2: interesting we might not have no people at that game but
0: still are you not entertained i did like uh matt patricia to be first coach fired this season and i still think he's well i mean blowing 17 point home fourth quarter leads perfect way to get that going he's going to be 0 two after this week kind of like it kind of still like that um I think I like the Packers in this game. I'm definitely
1: going for the Packers. It's going to be a very sad day for Lions fans, just like every other day before it.
2: Uh, Look, I know what I just said, but I'm picking the Lions because oh, um, I God. can't – because DeAndre Swift, I can't see this young man have his life fall apart. I don't want him to turn into football Markel Fultz where where he has the yips now and he can't even touch a football. Because that's what's going to happen if they lose this game and then Patricia gets fired. That young man's life is ruined. I am, I am doing this for the black youth.
0: Lions. Unbelievable. All right. Next up, we got Falcons at Cowboys. Uh, that was the most classic Falcons game that there is. The receivers go off. Matt Ryan goes off. Uh, they all have outright outrageous stat lines, but they still lose at home by double digits. That's just the most reliable Falcon shit there is. It, I, I don't know. That just felt like exactly how I felt that game would go.
1: I picked the Cowboys to win the NFC East, and that has not changed uh, I still think they're going 8-8, eight and eight, and that should be enough to <laughs> lap the NFC East by at least two games. Seems right. Uh, I do think that they will beat the Falcons because of what you're saying. I mean, yeah, the, the Seahawks look awesome. And it's not just Russell Wilson getting to throw the ball finally, but it's that defense with Jamal Adams. He was just as advertised, and it's so fun to actually watch Jamal Adams play because I've been ignoring the Jets for this entire the entire run of this podcast, at least I can finally <laughs> talk about how good he is because I'm actually watching it. And I do think that the Falcons can put up a good fight with anyone, but they always lose that fight, just like you're saying. So even the Cowboys who suck in their own way and have their own problems, I think are going to do the exact same thing to them.
0: God, Mike McCarthy. Welcome to the team, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. That you had a chance to tie the game late. It's fourth and three. You roll the dice and you run a one-yard little drag across the middle to your new piece, Ceedee Lamb. Uh, you know, I guess you don't make Dak throw the underneath route, but just a hilarious way to lose. And I and look, that's the right call there because if it's if Jason Garrett's coaching, he kicks the field goal, and you wanted to actually get the aggressive coach. That was the whole reason for the change. But I don't understand the play call. They probably should have pulled that game off, but coaches, Mike McCarthy sucks. Who do you guys like in this game? Falcons, fuck it.
2: I don't have anything to live for. Falcons.
1: (laughs) Give me the Cowboys in in a shootout. I'll say big old shootout. Nobody's got enough D to play 44 to 41.
0: I like the shootout element as well, but I like the Falcons to come out on the other side of it. Obviously, I have extreme bias against the Cowboys, but I felt like the Falcons, as you were saying, Jamal Adams played his ass off, and the Falcons were still making plays, and they really put everything they had out there, and I think the Seahawks were just good enough. I think the Cowboys' defense is terrible, and you're always good for one Cowboy's fucking human error. Like, there's going to be a coaching gaffe, or some bad turnover. So give me the Falcons. Um, Got, Got okay. a lot
1: of homerism going sure. this week.
0: Giants at Bears. This is a one-sentence game. Uh, I'm saying Mitch Trubisky versus Daniel Jones. Loser just has to leave the NFL. Let's just make one of these guys just get out of the league. I like new quarterbacks. That'd be fun.
2: Okay, well, uh, yeah, Danielle Dimes. That's my one sentence. Daniel Dimes, period. Proper noun. Love him. Or her, whatever they identify as.
1: I'm gonna say Giants, Bears, who wants it less? Fair. I think it's the Giants, Bears win. Oh, that reminds me of a great product, but I'll start from the beginning. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there's one thing you can control and that's shaving your bush, like you said. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do just that. The Manscaped Lawn Mower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. I know my body image is completely rested on how my bush looks. If it's not properly trimmed, it's like having an unmade bed in the room. The whole thing just feels dirty. So, fanscaping, very important to me. You can get that done through the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. And when I'm talking about fellas down low, I think it's no secret that I'm talking about your testicles. Your male testicles. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever you like. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. So if you're getting these 2s and 3s and 4.0s all mixed up, just know you got a nail kit, you got a trimmer, your nuts are gonna look fucking fantastic. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit, and it features tempered stainless steel tools. It includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file to really get some hard work done on your cock and balls. And the Shears Nail Kit also allows you to plug your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On your website, on the Manscaped website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne specifically designed for your sack. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Hell, OBJ does even worse every day. He likes to smell human shit. This is just nuts. And it's nuts how great manscaped.com website is. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products today. And listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ARMChair on manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code ARMChair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaping that front trunk. Dick and balls. Let's go. Hey, and you know what you need balls for? Especially well-trimmed balls. You need them to make sports bets. Mm. 100%. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start up wagering on win, division, championship futures, and whether or not Joe Biden has a chance right now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
2: Washington
1: football,
2: the football team. Braves
0: on a warpath. We still say Braves. Say Dwayne's on a warpath. Ooh, that actually, Dwayne's on a (laughs) warpath. Okay. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. games. We have the football team at the Arizona Cardinals. This is weirdly like one of the, I feel like, the premier games of the weekend because the Cardinals are so fun, and then you have the upstart Washington football team. It's kind of like Kyler is becoming must-see TV, right? When Murray's on, this, on your TV, I'm watching. I want to watch that guy. When, they, when the Cardinals are on offense, I'm there. And it kind of feels like when Washington's on defense, you want to see Chase Young. So this is going to be a really fun matchup. Oh, I'm sure it'll be terrible.
2: I'm sure they'll find a way to make it terrible. I can't believe in a team that I support or root for. Is it called support? I have to. It's not – they don't support me, you understand what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. It's – it's too too early to believe in anything that I saw last Sunday. That's what I'll say about that.
1: As a person who has never and will never watch a Washington football team game, what is going on with Dwayne Haskins? Is he good? Is it passable? What are you getting from this guy that can help – the defense – seems great um
2: look man nothing
1: about him that before
2: the second half of that game or even that last two minutes of the first half i saw no evidence of that leading up to when it happened so i don't know what's going on but i guess it's good that the coach is getting chemo in the middle of games i guess that's a good thing that we should keep doing and it seems to be uh affecting the team in some real fun ways
0: I like the Cardinals in this game after all of this dick sucking of the football team. uh, Hopkins is great. Kyler's great. The defense pretty bad, but I think their offense is going to be good enough.
2: Yeah. Fuck. Give me the Cardinals in this game because once again, I cannot know true happiness.
1: Well, then we need a Jamel contrarian pick and that's going to come from me picking the Washington football team. Things look crazy early. It's always the first two games are always wacky. Somebody starts 2-0 and and nobody expected it. I think it's Washington.
2: We still don't quite have a running back, but at least they're handing it to somebody.
0: All right, Chiefs at Chargers. Um, you know, the Chargers won the uniform contest this past Sunday. That's maybe the only thing they'll win this week in week two against the Chiefs. I swear to
2: God, I might actually just wear those pants out sometime. You guys could see me. What if we? What if the office still exists and I walked in in bright yellow Chargers pants?
1: You wouldn't even miss a beat.
0: I'd say bolts up, baby.
1: Look, you can come out in your powder blues. You can come out in fucking Zubaz for all I give a shit. This is a thirty-point game. I don't know what the line is right now, but I watched. I watched that fucking Chargers Bengals game all the way through. Ah! Pretty much all the way through. And I also, of course, watch the Chiefs game and there is one team that's good. And there is one team that just blows such epic chunks. Tyler Ty Tyrod Taylor is is not a real quarterback. He is he's some kind of, he he's like a jugs machine back there, basically. And sometimes they wheel the Jugs machine okay. around the offensive line so that it kind of resembles Uh, a QB keeper or an option. But other than that, he's basically just doing nothing back there. And they're running the ball like 80% of the time. It looked like you're just, you can't, how can you keep up when we have a running back who's better than most of the league's running backs? In addition to what we had last season and we got rookies stepping up on defense. I mean, just, oh my God, just, just a soft serve cones worth of jizz. That I was feeling, that I was shooting out watching that Chiefs game. Ugh. who's that, gonna beat
2: us? You should, you should go to a doctor. <laughs> that's,
1: that's too much cum, bro. Oh man, you, you there, there's things you can drink that make the make it easier. <laughs> really? Stars do it. Yeah, they they drink some special shit that helps them to come more. You drinking this Ninja product. Turtle ooze? Is it Ninja Turtle ooze? They advertise it on. Pornhub. So just go back to Pornhub, check it out. Okay, noted. <laughs> just get out of the tab that we're recording this so, podcast yeah, on. I don't want. What if I? If I?
2: <laughs> how upset would you be, Dan, if I fucked up this recording by starting a Pornhub link over to ZenCast? Uh,
0: we'd retain the. We'd retain the first hour that we have, so I'd be okay <laughs> with
2: that Well, that being said, Douglas Hilaire did make me pretty horny. He's good.
1: I mean, CEH, just a revelation.
0: I mean, like I said, the Chiefs picked up right where they left off. Andy Reid had the hilarious face mask. They're unstoppable. I have no idea who's going to beat them. It's certainly not going to be the Chargers. Chiefs big. Chiefs big. It's nice. Just
1: feels good to know everybody's on the same page.
2: Uh, no, 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 I'm lying. No, no, Yeah, I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm not. I'm not dumb. Ravens at Texans.
0: Texans got to feel like total fucking idiots watching that Cardinals game, right? And just Hopkins going crazy? I mean, kind of. I don't know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but that's not why they lost. They would have lost by a million to the Chiefs regardless.
1: Yeah. I mean, that Chiefs Chargers, that Chiefs Texans game was a fucking Hellraiser three level bloodbath. And it's and it feels like Deshaun Watson is in hell. He's stuck Kirsty uh style, I guess. I mean, he's in hell right now. He's like Frank, he's like <laughs> Kirsty's dad, Kirsty for a short time. These are the people who are in hell in the Hellraiser series. Deshaun Watson is right next to them, suffering through a terrible coach, terrible offensive line, not good enough defense. And they suddenly start selling away all of his best weapons. He's got to be feeling pretty awful for being as good of a quarterback as he is. And now he's going to start 0-2 because the Ravens are just going to give him more of the same.
0: Jamel, Ravens opinions?
2: Uh, I wish I could be a fan of them so bad. Uh, I'm very glad I didn't grow up in Baltimore for my own personal safety, but... (laughs) Goddamn,
0: if they do not have a way better football team. Shit. Ravens all the way. Lamar picked up. Speaking of picking up where you left off, like that guy looks even better than last season. It's great.
2: Good for him. I didn't want to see any sort of sophomore hiccups from that man. I think he's a
0: junior technically, but second overall starting season. Red shirt.
1: He yeah. is good. Great. He's borderline great, but. The if you're talking about picking up where he left off, he left off getting his ass handed to him by Mike Vrabel. Playoffs count, people.
2: Look, dude, Mike Vrabel is a fucking evil genius. Can't sometimes you can't surmount the unstoppable. Can't, can't Mike Vrabel
0: can't be stopped.
2: That's what I'm saying.
0: All right, Sunday night game: Patriots at Seahawks, Super Bowl rematch from a few years ago. One team looks the same. One team looks completely different. Do you think those Patriots players who all opted out are regretting it now? They might not have their jobs when they get back. The Patriots just might be good, and it just might be like Belichick can find anybody.
1: No. That's not what happened. What happened is they played one of the worst teams in the league and beat them. They're not that good. They're just better than we thought they would be when seven of them opted out and they're all all world quarterback left to go be old somewhere else, to retire in Tampa, as so many do. And then they brought in Cam Newton, which everybody thinks is a steal. But let's not forget that the last few seasons he's also looked fine early. And then he just falls apart. He breaks into a hundred little pieces. He can't do what he has to do for 16 games. Which is barrel ahead and be the running game for his team, and uh, I just don't think that they can keep it up starting against Seattle, who is just an all-around complete team with a much better version of Cam at quarterback.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. The Pats ran. Pats ran it forty-three times and passed twenty-one times. Hey, look, dude. You know, I don't know if they can. If Cam's body can sustain
2: that. That's winning football. Their biggest problem is they refuse to like. Spend money on a running back, and you know that I don't know if that's Belichick's just issue with football in general because he opted he's he's been opting out on fools for the past fifteen years. The the rarely do the Patriots re up on anybody. Their whole thing is we can pick up a free agent and get going. But I don't think not having a for real running back is the real problem. I like that they ran Cam a bunch of times. Felt like it, they they showed that they trusted him. And everybody, all the pundits were like, oh, they don't care about Cam. They they could give a fuck if he dies. It's like, no, they, if they don't have Cam, they officially have nothing.
1: I think they got Belichick. a plan. I think they got a play-action plan coming. Belichick reminds me a little of Jeff Bezos, I guess, or like Amazon, where he doesn't want to pay anybody. He just wants to be rich, doesn't want to pay anybody. He brings you in when you're at your lowest. And makes you work as hard as humanly possible, not even taking piss breaks, until your body falls apart. And then he just tosses you on the street and grabs somebody else. And that is what's going to happen to Cam Newton.
2: Yeah, Cam Newton is going to be delivering grain nut and grain bars to fucking Silver Lake before this is all over with.
0: Yeah, he is Bill Belichick's crash dummy.
1: And for the least money he's ever made, he's doing this.
0: And then on the other side, Seahawks, they looked incredible. I th- have them as a Super Bowl favorite coming out of the NFC. Russ Wilson played perfectly. Again, that's all he does is be perfect. Uh, I like the Seahawks in this game, but it's going to be a good one. Yes.
2: I don't, It shouldn't be on Sunday night, though. This should be at 1 p.m. This is a
0: great game for Sunday night. Al and Chris get to just you know, whack each other off over how much they love the quarterbacks?
2: Nope, I want two Iron Eagles calling this game. There's already nobody there, which I love.
1: I mean, Russ is as good as he's ever been because they're letting him throw the ball. And as a DK Metcalf owner, I sign up on that. Sign off. I love the game plan now. Let your best players do what they do. And then all you need really to beat New England is just to also have some semblance of a defense. And then you can just outscore them. Because even though it's tough to score on them, you can still get something going and you can stifle their offense. And Seattle's got all that. They got everything you need. They got the Bill Belichick fuck you pack. They got all the the kit together to beat and fuck Bill Belichick. Uh...
0: We're the Patriots. Because of the sex. Okay, Monday night game, Saints at Raiders. First ever Vegas game. Danny, you've been all over the Saints defense. They're playing with extreme confidence. It was pretty funny to see John Gruden running around without his hat. His hair looked as bad as Donald Trump's.
1: A mess. Some serious some serious spots in that hair that aren't fully filled out. I hope, I hope that the LA or the, uh, I hope that the Vegas stadium is filled out better than like is more structurally sound than his hair. But I do think Mm. that, you know, the Vegas situation was completely ruined by the pandemic. I would have gone to several Raiders games this season Man, you guys know Chucky's going to win a Super Bowl before that contract's up, right? It's just crazy that people think that.
0: Yeah, Mahomes is in the same division. That has to be the year that Mahomes tears his ACL. That's the only one. Yeah, the
2: one year he gets hurt. Year eight of the deal. When Mahomes goes down that breath far path, hurts the back,
1: gets a little pill problem. Then he handles it, Danny. But then he handles it. Look, I'm not. T- I'm not going to say one negative word about pills. Pills are great. <laughs> I
0: thought you were going to say Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so Jesus. Came out of pill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is beyond. There's no words. Everybody knows how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. I'd marry him in a second. I'd do whatever things he wants to do. If if he just wants to have sort of a legally binding, let's both get health care kind of thing, I'm into that. The the problem is he got engaged to a woman, which is a little sad. But gross. But him and Pills both make me feel amazing.
0: I like the Saints. Danny likes the Saints. Jamal likes the Raiders. Yeah, dude. You've got mail. Let's get into our week one mailbag. Uh, thanks for continuing to send in pieces of mail to the show. We're going to get to as much of it as we can. I'm going to grab one off the top here. This one is a letter from Taylor Swift. She writes, Dear Sorry We Love Football, big fan of the show but you need to calm down and get off my little brother DeAndre. Just because little bro dropped one pass and ruined the Lions season doesn't mean you all get to be jerks. Why you got to be so mean? I think he knows all too well that he made a mistake. He's going to shake it off and become the man very soon. P.S. not sure what the NFL meant by N racism. Pretty sure I ended it back in 2017 when I put out Reputation, signed Taylor Swift.
1: Did not know they were related. They are. <laughs> yeah, no, there it is. In, in I mean we four. just
2: this is actually a huge story that we just broke.
0: Uh Jamel, you got it, you got a letter?
2: Uh yeah, I do have a letter. Um This letter comes from Christopher? No last name. Uh, Says here, uh, hey, just wanted to uh, write in instead of call you. Had a great time Sunday night. It was a real special evening for me. I don't know about you, but I was really feeling the, the magic. It was just us, you and me alone. My friend Al watching, I'm glad you were into that. We don't have to talk about it too much beyond that if that's not your thing, but I was really catching some major vibes. Uh, Hope to see you again soon. Oh, yeah, this is Chris Collinsworth. I had sex with SoFi Stadium.
0: That's That's the letter. Yeah, he was uh, very enthusiastic about that new stadium. Loved it. Did he say it had curves? Yes. Come on, son.
2: That's a bit much for a building.
1: He's gonna need to have way more come than I was talking about to fill that thing. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna get if you're gonna get a building pregnant,
2: you're gonna need at least a, a Gatorade cooler of nuts.
0: <laughs> Danny, you got a letter?
1: Sure, I do. Uh, this one. Here we go. It's from the bottom of the bag. It's from Mitch Trubisky. Hey wow. guys, love the show. Damn. Mitch. Too bad the show doesn't love me. But that's cool because I showed on Sunday that I am the number one QB from the 2017 draft. Look at the stats. More passing yards this season than Mahomes. More touchdown passes than Deshaun Watson. More starts than Deshaun Kaiser, Davis Webb, and C.J. Beathard combined. I mean, hey, look. yeah, Nick Foles may have me beat in the locker room showers, but he wasn't the one who led his men to a blowout three-point win against the Detroit Lions juggernaut. If every other team on our schedule has a running back who drops a gimme ball in the end zone to win the game, your boy Mitch the bitch is going 16-0, baby. Who will be getting their fifth-year option decline then? See you hoes in the Super Bowl. Damn. Sign Mitch Trubisky.
2: Can we just take a moment to acknowledge that we've got a lot of really big stars right
0: in? Yeah. We really do. Mitch might be the I like that he. I like that he called himself Mitch the Bitch.
1: <laughs> He's trying to get a nickname going. I respect it.
0: Uh, Jamel, you got any final thoughts this week?
2: Um... My final thought is uh, I like Celine Dion, I guess. I didn't know I could, but uh, I'll be damned if I don't really enjoy every time that uh, commercial comes on. When Russell Wilson comes out that tunnel, it's all coming back to me now. I'm sorry I like football again. Oh, no.
0: My final thought this week is I saw a stat out there that 10 black quarterbacks started this past weekend. That is the most in league history at any given time. I remember back when it was maybe one or two guys on a team and it was exciting. And it was kind of like, Oh, these guys, there's a black quarterback on this team. This feels different. Usually this is just kind of reserved as just a white dude's position. The league has changed. And I feel like we're in a really great place for that. I mean, You got Cam, Lamar, Russ Willey, Mahomes, uh, Kyler Murray, Dakota Prescott, Deshaun Watson. I mean, and then you have a lower tier of Dwayne Haskins, Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm just saying the league's in a good place. There used to be a lot of naysayers, a lot of racist-ass theories about that position, and that shit's been put to rest. Enjoy this golden age. and It's only going to get better from here.
2: Yes, we finally ended racism with 10
0: black coordinators. Thank
2: you, Taylor Swift.
1: Well, actually, we didn't because we only have one white running back. (laughs)
2: Call me when there's eight white running backs, okay? Me and the Bosa family will be writing in
1: every week. (laughs) Reverse racism needs to be ended at the same time. That needs to be on the
2: other end zone. I mean, you know that's their plan. Their plan is to get a white history month off.
1: They're going to do it. We do have a lot of history.
0: <laughs> uh it's bad. Danny, final thoughts.
1: Final thought is, you know, I'm always negative on this show. I think that's an established personality trait. One time I got fired from being a an online movie reviewer because I never gave anything a good review. My boss fired me because I he made me – they forced me to pick a movie I liked, and the one I chose – to do my review that week on was a reissue of Die Hard with a Vengeance. So it's just very rare that I talk about things that I like or that I'm positive about. But one positive thing that I can say, this week one was the first time I've ever truly enjoyed watching football because the Chiefs are great and we don't have to be. We don't have to be great. Nothing is on my back anymore. The monkey's gone. I can just be chill. I can just that whole weekend was just thumbing through games, popping into things I thought were interesting, popping in and out, not caring that much, checking fantasy and not scaring the shit out of my cat whenever somebody else got a first down on us. The demons are gone. It feels amazing.
2: yeah, until I'm positive this whole season. Oh don't yeah, until you guys are down three zip. To someone that, yeah,
0: we'll see. We won the Super Bowl. Who cares? It's over. Week one's in the books. Week two is upcoming. Let's enjoy another week of football. We'll be back shortly. And uh, sorry that we do this.
1: Hey, I'm sorry, guys. I was
0: extremely apologetic about the show existing.